This is Stephen Strang, and I'm excited that I'm already getting interviews for my new book, God and Cancel Culture. This is one of the very first I did. I ran it on the Strang Report. I tell you a little bit more about it on that podcast, but I just wanted to give this introduction to stay tuned to this interview of me about the book. I hope you enjoy it. In fact, give me feedback. You can write me anytime at info at charismamedia.com to let me know what you think. God bless you and stay tuned. Welcome to The Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Focus Today. I'm your host, Perry Atkinson. And of course, we're all concerned about the continuing rise of the cancel culture across our country and all the things that are going with it and um, the impact that it's having. Very timely for us to have back with us today, uh, Stephen Strange. He is an award-winning journalist. He heads up uh, Charisma Magazine, Charisma Media, and his latest book, God and Cancel Culture. Couldn't be more timely. By the way, a couple of websites. You can go to stephenstrangebooks.com or charismamag.com, two places. Stephen, good to see you again. How are you, bud? I'm doing great. Thank you. It's good to see you. Thank you for your time. Wow. Uh, couldn't be more timely. What's your concern about this cancel culture? Is it too late for us to fight back? No, it's not too late. In fact, uh, the subtitle says, Stand Strong uh, Before It's Too Late. And um, I wrote it because of what's going on in this country. Uh, you know, people know me as a publisher, but also I wrote several books about Donald Trump. But uh, Donald Trump's not our president now. And uh, one of the things I predicted in my last book was what would happen if he lost. And sadly, we're seeing a lot of that come to pass. And the manifestation of all of this stuff that's going on is what I call cancel culture. Now, of course, in some ways, cancel culture has been going on, you know, uh, millennia. Uh, you know, one ethnic group trying to cancel the other back in, in pagan days. Certainly the Romans tried to cancel Christianity. I mean, there are many examples through history. But in our day, we've had freedoms. We've had freedom of uh, religion, freedom of uh, speech. And those things are being canceled in a way that's absolutely unprecedented in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, uh, Stephen's book will be coming out in September. September 7th is the uh, due date for that. So you can, can they pre-order the book, by the way? Absolutely. Two different places. For many people, Amazon.com uh, is the easiest, and it, they send it out the day of release. Or they can go to StephenStrangBooks.com. That's Stephen with a P-H and S on books. And uh, we'll send it out as soon as it comes in from the printer. Okay, there seems to be an acceleration of this cancel culture. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we were the first broadcast network, radio and television, to be canceled from YouTube, uh, which in itself is an issue, but they ended up also confiscating over 15,000 of our videos. In the meantime, more and more people are being canceled. I think I saw an article over the weekend at the rate of 30 pastors a week now are being taken down either from Facebook, YouTube, and et cetera. There seems to be an acceleration of erasing or coming against the Christian message. Um, and I would assume, I don't want to make this all political, but there seems to be a political motive behind it, and that is to get the narrative uh, pretty much controlled before the next election cycle. Did your research show that, or am I off base? 
You're absolutely right. And the book really does a deep dive into what you're talking about. You know, the thing for me that is the most concerning is an effort to cancel Christianity in our culture. There's the, the other side has an agenda, and they want to cancel anything that stops their agenda. And so what the Bible says about things is absolutely last on their list, and also people who believe that. They want to, they want to say, we won, you lost, go away. And what they're doing is they're canceling uh, people one by one, or in this case, like 30 a week, uh, because it's hard to get uh, an outcry over that because the people don't know each other. They can't really prove it. Just all of a sudden they're gone. Um, and they, uh, and the, they have deniability. Now, I think there's a lot of different moving pieces here. I think it's awful that Trump is uh, deplatformed and things were canceled. But really, to me as a Christian, and for our society, our culture, and our nation, it's the attempt to cancel Christianity. It goes all the way back to taking prayer and Bible reading out of the schools uh, in the 1960s, out of our universities the last few decades. You know, we could go right down the line. We've been losing this for a long, long time, but it has gotten so bad. And it's happening at what I call warp speed, that we've got to do something before it's too late. We still have freedom. We haven't lost everything. And I believe that the backlash from all of this may actually make the pendulum swing the other way. You know, things are pretty bad in the 60s and 70s with uh, the anti-Vietnam riots and Jimmy Carter and all that kind of stuff. And there was kind of a, the pendulum swung the other way with Ronald Reagan. And I hope that that will happen again, but there's no certainty. And one of my concerns is that Christians as a group tend to be passive. Uh, these other people got canceled, so I'll be quiet. I won't say anything that make them mad. Uh, they won't notice me. Well, listen, they're coming after everybody, everybody. You know, you can't be a florist and not do a gay wedding and get away with it. They're using them as examples and that everybody else is afraid. You know, the thing is that they're making things uh, socially unacceptable, or we call it politically incorrect, that used to be just be normal American things. We had freedoms to do things. Now, if you speak against uh, the radical left and their agenda, uh, you're somehow wrong. I mean, I was shopping for a golf club this week, and in the store they had a gay pride button on it. And I asked them about it. And they said it came down from corporate. I couldn't believe it. Why aren't they neutral on these kinds of things? Why wasn't uh, Delta neutral with all that stuff that happened in Georgia about the election? There are many moving pieces, as I said. It's complicated. There's not one solution. There's not one thing we can do. There's no silver bullet. But if we stand up to the bullies, and that's what they are, they're bullies trying to make all the other children in the playground do what they want to do and be afraid of them. But if we stand up to the bullies, the bullies do back down. Uh, just last week, there was a gay glee club in San Francisco that did some just terrible, a song with terrible uh, lyrics about we're coming after your children. And there was such a backlash that they actually <laughs> took it offline and, and apologized or something. We've got to stand up to them. And if we learned anything from Donald Trump, we found out what happened when one brave man stood up to the bullies. And uh, he needs to be an example to all of us in our own way, in our own space, when sadly we're going to be canceled one by one if we don't stop this. Do you think the church is divided over this cancel culture? 
Yes, it's divided. It's divided between people who are concerned and, and wanting spiritual renewal. And there's uh, certain Christians that are actually using the word woke, uh, that they're progressive. I, it's kind of a left wing of the evangelical movement. I don't even really consider them evangelicals. They're afraid we're hurting their brand. They're trying to be socially accepted to the woke crowd or to the progressive crowd. And uh, I'm very, very concerned. I had on my podcast recently a man that wrote a book about this, and I'm trying what I can to get the word out. Yes, the church is divided. And then even among uh, strong Christians, uh, you know, during this whole COVID shutdown, which is another example of cancel culture, where they canceled you if you didn't agree with them about uh, COVID. But churches were cut, uh, shut down in in California, and one of the pastors told me that other pastors would call him at night like Nicodemus, uh, afraid to speak out, but asking him if he knew the name of a good lawyer. I mean, uh, Christians have always sort of been passive in a way. I mean, we're supposed to be gentle like Jesus. You know, Quakers and others have a whole history of passivism. But, you know, People have a right to their opinion. I don't disagree with that. But we cannot be passive and let the other side win. If we do nothing, they win. End of discussion. But we stand up to them. We, you know, Jesus said that the, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I read it this morning. But Jesus comes to give life and to give it more abundantly. We have power through the name and the blood of Jesus. The other people, the secularists, the non-Christians, the atheists, they don't believe that. But we Christians believe it, and we need to act on it. And I try to bring this out in my book, Guide and Cancel Culture. Okay. Um, again, we're talking to Stephen Strange. By the way, check out his book. It'll be coming out in September, and you can pre-order it now. And that is uh, God and Canceled, uh, Canceled Culture. Um, and there's a picture of the cover on the screen right there. Check it out. Uh, stand strong before it's too late. Stephen, um, in this whole issue, at the end of the day, biblical worldview in its totalitary way flies completely in the face of today's culture. The biblical worldview is in complete contrast with the culture and where it wants to go. So no matter what we say or do, we're going to be in contrast to this. How do we hate evil? Because <laughs> the Bible does call us to hate evil. But when it shows up in a person, we don't know what to do. <laughs> what do you, what's your take? <laughs> well, the biblical worldview has always stood against the culture. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, all the way back to the Romans, you know, where they fed the Christians to lions for sport and they burned Christians' bodies as, as candles. That's where the name Roman candle came from. Um, it, it certainly stood against the culture in the Middle Ages with Martin Luther. Uh, you know, there's two sides. There's good and there's evil, like you said. In America, we're based on Christian principles. There, there's a facade of Christianity, especially down here in the South where I live. It's been always, it was culturally uh, correct to uh, attend church on Sunday morning. It was good for business. But then people live like the devil the rest of the time and, you know, uh, put up with all kinds of racism for many generations. Of, I mean, that's just one example. But every part of our country has some of that. But now even the facade of Christianity is gone. And we Christians uh, took solace in the fact that at least people said the right thing. I mean, look at all the politicians that say the right thing about, 
you know, conservative values. And they and then we find out later there's a big scandal. They didn't believe it at all. Or they say one thing to get elected to try to get the Christian vote, and then they do something entirely different when they get to Washington. You know, actually, what's happening is separating the wheat from the chaff. It's causing the real people to stand up. And there's some very bold people. If you listen to my podcast, The Strang Report, I interview a lot of them with people like uh, Mario Murillo and Kent Christmas, people who weren't even really that well-known nationally are strong. Uh, Sean Foyt is another one. And people are coming to their meetings by the thousands. Uh, Clay Clark is having these huge Awaken America rallies. Uh, they sell out, and there are thousands uh, who ask for tickets who can't get them. I mean, it's just amazing what's happening. And in my book, God and Cancel Culture, you know, I say that the Bible is true. All things work together for good to those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purposes, and that good will somehow come out of this. In fact, Mike Lindell, who did the foreword for the book, I quote him as saying, we're going to look back and say, if this hadn't happened and that hadn't happened in exactly this way, this wonderful conclusion, this great revival that we're all hoping and praying for would have never happened. Now, in the natural, it doesn't really look like it. You know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, a little fire of revival here and there, but, but it seems that the cancer culture tries to play that down. They don't want you to know about it. It's not in the news. It's certainly not in the secular news. And they're even canceling uh, people online who try to report this kind of thing. You guys are a very good example of that. It's just amazing that you are one of the first. Now, we have another problem I talk about in the book, and we cannot rely on these other people's platforms. You just can't any more than you rely on Walmart to let you go in and preach the gospel instead of having your own church building. I mean, you know, they ask you to leave politely or otherwise. And that's what we're doing. We relied on these platforms. They were easy. Uh, social media, you know, was the coming thing. A lot of Christians signed up. And, you know, I say you live by social media, you die by social media. We And we've got to find other platforms. And we are our own uh, platform, Charisma Plus and also Charisma News and CharismaMag.com, as you mentioned. Uh, we can say and do what we want. Uh, you know, my own book, uh, God and uh, God Trump in the 2020 election, it wasn't banned, but it was shadow banned by Amazon. They bought, they sold thousands, tens of thousands of copies, and suddenly in July, August, September, and October, running up to the election, they bought zero copies, and they told people on Amazon it was out of print. We, you know, my salespeople did everything they could to try to fix that problem, and Amazon had apparently made a decision. They wouldn't give answers, and this happens to a lot of people. I've not been affected nearly as much as a lot of people have, but I have a few examples of my own in my book, and I'm just telling people, they're coming after you. And if you're afraid to speak up, thinking you're going to be canceled, you're going to be canceled anyway. And I hope the reason I wrote my book was a wake-up call to Christ Christians. Now, I hope other people read it, too, conservatives okay. and others. But it's a wake-up call to Christians. By God and cancel culture. And uh, it'll be coming out in September, but you can go online or you can go to uh, stephenstrainbooks.com and pre-order it there. Let me take a quick break. We'll come right back. We have some more questions for him. We'll be right back.
Okay, very timely and an honor to have back with us today, Stephen uh, Strain. He is the author of the book, God and Canceled Culture. It's going to be available coming out in September. You can pre-order it now. He also has authored quite a few books in, uh, concerning Trump and COVID. Uh, he's an award-winning journalist. He also heads up Charisma Media and Charisma Magazine. And uh, you can pre-order the book at stephenstrainbooks.com, there we go, or charismamagazine.com or at Amazon. Stephen, I, I just returned maybe, I don't know, were you at the NRB? I didn't see you, but were you there? I wasn't there this year. Okay. So anyway, uh, went there and, and the, 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 the censorship of the Christian message across the landscape is becoming, as you can imagine, very serious and of high concern. And it's, it's accelerating, accelerating. I mean, it's just getting horrible out there. Us and others uh, being taken down for no other reason than what we believe in. Um, I'm going to ask you a big question, and it's okay if you can't answer it. <laughs> and that is this. Do you, you have any idea why God allowed us to go through an, an, a crazy election where the opposite was elected, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, preceded by COVID, which messed up everything and opened the door for total government control, and loss of one of the great conservative voices of all times in American media, Rush Limbaugh. We've been hit big time. And now the threat of the Christian message not being able to get out. Have any idea why God's allowing all this? Well, you can ask that question. Why did God allow war, the civil war, slavery, uh, famine? People have asked that since the beginning of time. And uh, we tend to ask it when we feel like it affects us. And a lot of us who are conservative Christians, we feel like we've been losing. But you know what? God is at work and has plans and purposes that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. I wrote a whole book about the election. I said why I felt Donald Trump had to win, why he must win, and, what would, and why he might lose. And a lot of what I said turned out to be prophetic, even though it was not prophecy. There were prophecies that said that Donald Trump would be elected for two terms. And there are still some people who are sticking by the, those prophecies. Now, you know, there are a lot of different opinions about prophecies, and not all prophecies come true. Not all prophets are right. Uh, you know, Paul said that we should test prophecy. But um, I don't know, I'm not trying to defend the prophets or anything like that. I'm not trying to uh, make a big deal over the election. I am glad that these investigations are going on, and actually, it's kind of below the radar screen, but it looks like uh, we might get some action based on some of the recounts, and I hope that's the case. But we have to look at the big picture. God is in control. And also we have to look at, at the book of Revelation. You know, the world is moving towards something, and the Bible says it's going to be pretty bad. One world government and all that. And just look at the things that have happened even recently about the Great Reset and the one world government. Uh, you know, I never thought I would live uh, to see the Great Tribulation, but I'll tell you why. I now at least see a possibility that that could happen, and maybe this is part of that. But, you know, we have to believe that God takes care of his own no matter what happens. And at the end of the day, if we believe in the Bible, if we believe in Jesus Christ, we're going to end up in heaven. So in some ways, we're better off if we're dead. I mean, Paul said— to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so, you know, 
we Americans have had it go so good for so long, especially we Christians, that we're just stunned when persecution comes our way. And I deal with this in the book, Guide and Cancel Culture, about persecution. We are seeing examples of persecution. That's really what cancel culture is when it's applied to Christians, yeah. it's persecution. Good stuff. All right. Uh, one other thing that came out of some conversations that I've had um, with not only people at the NRB, but as it relates to big tech doing its censorship, uh, they have they have uh, advanced themselves to be the arbiter of what they call truth. So in other words, if you're going to talk about the election and somehow it has some problems with it, uh, that's fraud and you're going to be canceled. If you talk about the vaccine and it's got problems, you're canceled. And guess what could come next? The thought and the propagation of the second coming. Because it's so far out there to a non-believer that somehow the skies would split and Jesus would appear, that that is heresy and it's propaganda and you need to be canceled. Can you imagine that? Of course I can imagine it. And all you have to do is go to some of the liberal churches and they've already canceled it. You know, uh, if they're, they're, first of all, they, they never talk about it, but if they did, there'd be an uprising by some of the members to don't talk like that. You know, the thing is the secular people let Christians do what they want to as long as they feel it doesn't affect them. Mm. So we can talk about the second coming. Uh, we Pentecostals can sing and clap our hands and shout if it's in the church. But boy, you better not go out in the street and do it. John Foyt tried to do that up in Portland where there are all those riots and stuff. The city would not let them in the city park uh, for some reasons, but they were letting people break windows and burn buildings in downtown. I mean, this just shows you how upside down things get. The Bible talks about people that would call right wrong and wrong right, and we're seeing it uh, with our own eyes in our own day. Do you think we're heading to some kind of a civil conflict? You know, interesting that you would say that. I, I actually have a whole chapter on that. I hope, I hope, I hope that does not happen. I do not advocate violence in any way other than uh, uh, self-defense. Uh, you know, if somebody's coming to kill you or your loved one who you're with. I, I have a concealed carry. I do not carry, but I have a concealed carry permit because I think things are so dangerous. I don't advocate violence at all, but there are some who are saying that there will be something like our civil war. And in fact, this morning I was going over an op-ed that we've taken from the book dealing with this. I try to be very even-handed. I try to be somewhat distant from that. You know, it's just one of the things that could happen. And certainly if it's not a bloody civil war, warfare is different than it used to be. You know, in our modern, you know, th there was a day when they did duels. Um, I mean, you know, where they would uh, shoot yeah. each other until one of them died. We don't do that anymore. What we duel with is lawsuits. <laughs> you know, you can ruin somebody with the lawsuit and, uh, and so the warfare now is different than just dropping bombs from the from airplanes like, you know, in the Second and First World War or with cannons and all that kind of stuff. They're killing people in other ways. They're killing their reputation, their right to make a living. Look what they're trying to do to Mike Lindell. I mean, what does a pillow have to do with uh, being politically correct or not or the election or election fraud? But they won't sell his pillows. They're trying to ruin him financially. Uh, warfare is is different. But you know what? We Christians believe in spiritual warfare, and we can take authority over principalities and powers. And there are stories that are not widely circulated. Sometimes they're hard to prove. 
that when Christians take authority over principalities and powers, things do change. Miracles do happen. We believe that. Now, the media wouldn't think, let you think that. They just want us, to, they just want people to think we're a bunch of nuts uh, who, uh, you know, are old fashioned and out of step with time and, and uh, you know, not cool. But if you believe in Jesus, you're never going to be in step with the culture. And if anything, we have been too cozy to the culture. We have allowed compromise into the church and into our lives. And uh, I think that God is, is bringing a lot of this to the surface so that it can be dealt with. Good stuff. Um, all right. So do you think we also could be heading towards a revival? And let me qualify this question because I'm not talking about an outbreak in some church where out of that we have this big growth of whatever but a revival of what it is even to be an American, a revival of what it is to understand and believe in the Constitution as literally being a divine document or the Mayflower Flower Compact or the Declaration of Independence. Do you think we could see a revival come out of this? Well, I make a big deal about that in God and Cancel Culture. You know, that a lot of the book is uh, kind of gloomy if you look at the facts, but it, it kind of ends with the fact that there are Christian leaders. Mario Murillo is one of them. He talks about a hurricane. We know hurricanes down here in Florida. We just escaped one recently, last week. Uh, you know, there's a low pressure system, and the air goes rushing into the vacuum, and that, and it rushes in so fast that it's hurricane force winds. And in our culture, we have a vacuum uh, in in our spiritual lives, and that they're believing. In fact, I referred to it a little earlier in this interview. The fact that uh, there's all kinds of things breaking out and it's not just one church and it's not just one part of the country and we're hoping it happens now it looks pretty bleak and i think some christians uh especially pentecostals tend to be triumphant triumphal i can't say it uh they they believe we're going to be triumphant in the end and i mean and they talk about the second coming and jesus is going to whisk us away i mean so it's kind of part of the subculture but I had one preacher friend say that some of the people calling for revival think it's going to be an atomic bomb revival, where somehow the Holy Spirit is going to drop an atomic bomb that's going to explode. I mean, wouldn't that be wonderful? I personally believe that if you look at history, the pendulum swings one way and then the other way. The scary thing now is that sometimes you can get to a point of no return. They call it a tipping point. There was a book on that. You lean back in a chair far enough. You know, you can kind of balance for a minute, but you finally get to a tipping point to where you go all the way down to the ground. You can't, you know, you can't write the check, the chair anymore. And that, I think we're getting close to a tipping point. Only a revival, a true revival, a revival, not to where people become Republicans again, but where they serve Jesus, are good to their families. They, uh, you know, there's, there is so much compromise in the church, even the amount of divorce. A lot of the problems we have in our culture today is because the home is breaking up. There's so much divorce. There's so many, uh, many uh, children without fathers. You know, there's so many things we can talk about. And I do talk about many of these things uh, in my book, God and Cancel Culture. And I interviewed many Christian leaders. I haven't mentioned very many names, but over 20. In fact, I turned all of my interviews into podcasts on the Strang Report. And, uh, and I have a new podcast, if I could push it. It's called God and Cancel Culture. It's on all the platforms and also the um, 
uh, Charisma Podcast Network, just calling attention to the book, some of the interviews I did, and uh, some of the things that you and I are talking about today. In fact, uh, I'm going to try to get permission from your people to be able to put this interview on my podcast as well. You bet. We'll send it to you. Well, thank you, uh, Stephen. Thanks for the good work that you're doing. Congratulations on the book. Again, folks, it'll be available early September, but you can pre-order it now through Amazon or uh, stevestrangbooks.com or charismamagazine.com, two, two outlets. And there's a picture of the cover on the screen. God and cancel culture. Stand strong before it's too late. Good to see you, friend. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Always enjoy being with you. Thank you for listening to The Strang Report with Steve Strang. To read more from Steve, visit his blog, The Strang Report, on charismamag.com. Again, it's The Strang Report on charismamag.com. This is Stephen Strang, and I'm back in the studio. I hope my interview with you went to read the book. I believe that God and Cancel Culture is very important, the most important book that I've written. And I want to invite you to visit my website, stevestrangbooks.com, where you'll receive over $120 of free gifts when you pre-order the book before September 7th, when it officially releases. When you order, you will receive four free eBooks, including my bestseller, God and Donald Trump, plus Jonathan Kahn's book, The Harbinger, plus a subscription to Charisma Magazine. I hope that makes you want to Order the book on stevestrangbooks.com. That's my name, Steve Strang, books with an S.com. Go to the website and order today. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.